Welcome to Naturally Well, a podcast to help you live a healthier and happier life with a Nordic twist. I'm your host, Kate Turner, registered dietitian, personal trainer, Nordic Naturals nutrition specialist, and owner of Live Well with Kate. Today's guest is Ryan Blazer. Ryan is the founder and CEO of Test My Home, an environmental company dedicated to improving people's health and well-being. As a functional medicine doctor for your home, Ryan uses his expertise in building biology and healthy home consulting to identify and address toxic sources that could be impacting your health. Ryan's extensive educational background in electrical engineering, environmental toxicology, electromagnetic radiation, combined with years of experience in industries such as mold remediation, construction, and nuclear waste cleanup, has given him a deep understanding of the relationship between humans and their built environment. After a personal wellness journey, Ryan founded Test My Home to help others achieve optimal health. He personally experienced the detrimental effects of mold exposure and lead inhalation, which caused unusual and serious health symptoms like fatigue, weight loss, and brain fog. After unsuccessful attempts with conventional doctors, Ryan took the initiative to investigate his home environment and found the source of his health issues. Whether you're seeking answers or simply peace of mind, Test My Home is the perfect solution. Ryan's expertise will change your life. In this episode, Ryan shares some of the unseen threats in our homes like EMFs, mold, water quality, and cleaning products. We explore how they affect our health, how we can detect them, and what we can do about them. So many people find that the root cause of their health issues relates back to their environment. Learn simple changes you can make to clean up your environment and feel better on a daily basis. Ryan, welcome to the show. I was just saying to you, we, you know, out of all the episodes we've had, we haven't had any episodes on the health of your home. And more and more people I talk to, especially with children, are very concerned about it. So I am pumped for this episode. Thank you for being here. Yeah, thanks for having me on. I'm excited too. I love, Ryan, that you kind of been touted as like the functional medicine doctor for your home. And I mean, I just want to learn from you a little bit more about your journey to starting Test My Home and what kind of drove that passion. Yeah. So I'm, I've always been fascinated with how the environment affects our body. And so in my 20s, I had a business where we were designing and building nightclubs and we were doing everything we could to tweak the environment to positively stimulate. So the colors we were using, the sound, the video, the lighting, uh, the way the room was laid out. And we were really successful in creating some really cool projects. And then I started to get sick, not feeling well. And I realized that EMF was affecting me when I was in these environments where we had a lot of technology, it would just really wear me down. But then when I'd go out to the lake or I'd go hiking in the mountains, I felt amazing. And it took me a while to figure out what is it that's doing this? Why, why do I feel this way? But then also uh, moved and moved into a home that had a severe mold problem. And I got really, really sick. They thought I had stomach cancer, a whole range of things. And finally, I went to a functional medicine doctor and he said, you got mold toxicity. You have heavy metals in your body. And so my own health journey, bringing it back to where I am now, I've come a long ways to get my health back. And so we started this company really to fill in the gaps. There's not a whole lot of people really addressing the home environment and how it affects our health. And so since most of my career and my adult life have been learning about the environment, you know, we started this company to help other people. So that's kind of where we're at now. Yeah, no, that's awesome. So what would you say are the top unseen threats in people's homes and with each one, how does that negatively impact our health? 
I would say the biggest thing we see by far is mold exposure in people's homes. People getting exposed to mold, the mycotoxins. I would say second, right behind that is the technology. People are just using way too much technology. They're not connecting with nature as much and they're not getting the, the natural rhythms of the earth. And instead, they're replacing with a lot of these artificial frequencies. Um, they say, a study came out now that says we're spending more times looking at our phone or at a screen or at a computer than we are looking at in, in real life. So that's kind of crazy to think about that. That is crazy. You know? <laughs> that's a lot of time we're looking in this virtual world. And now there's the blue light, there's the flicker rate, there's the EMF, and there's the, you know, and then the, the content on top of that can sometimes be toxic as well. And so those two things. And then third, I would say, chemical exposure. People are using a lot of chemicals and fragrances and they're rubbing uh, things on their body, the personal care products, cleaning supplies. They're just not healthy. They're not natural and they're getting into our bodies and our bodies are having a hard time dealing with that and, and expelling that and, and getting that out. And then fourth, I would say fresh air. Uh, these homes are built super airtight these days. And people are just not getting enough fresh air inside their home. So those are probably the main things that I'm seeing that are affecting people's health. And what, Ryan, like too much EMF exposure or right, like too much technology, how, what are some of the, you know, biggest health repercussions from that? So there's there's a couple different sides of the EMF. And EMF can be kind of um, an interesting topic because you got people out there say, oh, this stuff isn't, isn't harmful. It's okay. I'm around my phone. I don't get sick. Well, there's a lot of studies that are starting to come out that are linking your risk of cancer rates are going a lot higher when you're exposed to these artificial frequencies. So uh, there's, a, there's a website called bioinitiativereport.org where they've grouped together almost a thousand or 1,300 different studies over the last 60 years that show the correlation between uh, the, the EMF exposure and the symptoms we're having. But some of the biggest symptoms that I see from people are brain fog, the ADHD, the neurological type symptoms. Because what happens is we got these high frequencies that are traveling through the air. They're traveling through our brain and they're interacting with the frequencies inside of our brain. So our brain is, is like an electrical computer, electrical chemical computer. So is our body. So our heart, our nervous system, it's all working on these little electrical impulses. Now, when we overlay these artificial frequencies into our body, it causes interference in the body. And our body has a hard time thinking and functioning and communicating. So I'd say brain fog, anxiety, uh, sleep disorders, not being able to sleep very well. Uh, these are really the biggest ones that we're seeing. Yeah. And you know what, Ryan, can, do you mind defining EMF for anyone listening that's like, what is he talking about? <laughs> sure. So EMF stands for electromagnetic fields. So it comes off of, uh, think about the high voltage power lines when they're sending power across. Those has a radiating field that's coming off of it. Or your dishwasher or your cell phone is sending these signals through the airwaves, and that's how it communicates. So these are all electromagnetic frequencies. So, you know, when we say like, whether some people say, oh, I'm just going to take a social media break. But really, when people are like, I'm going to unplug, like, let's say, you know, they finally have a week of vacation. I'm going to unplug. I'm going to try and not use my phone. How long if we are experiencing brain fog? I know everyone's different, but is it really valuable even if you just like unplug for a day? or unplug for a week. Yes. In fact, part of the inspection process that we do is when we go into the home is we actually turn all the power off at the main breaker and we turn all the devices off so we can get a background reading. I would say about half of my clients, when we do that, 
after about 15 to 20 minutes, say that, you know what? I can actually feel a difference. I feel more peaceful in my house. I feel less anxiety. Uh, and they can actually tell a difference. Some people can't, but a lot of people can. But those are also typically the people that say, I love to go on my hike. I got to go on my walk. Mm-hmm. I got to go down to the beach. I got to go to the lake because they just naturally feel better when those they're in those environments. They haven't made the connection that it's the electronic energy, but their bodies are intuitively telling them to go out into nature because they feel better. So what can we do even for EMFs just like around okay. our house? Like what could I do today to reduce, obviously not looking at my phone, et cetera, but is there anything else like unplugging things or? So specifically things you could do, you could replace yeah. the ear pods with wired so that you don't have mm. the high powered Bluetooth right by the brain. So simply switching those out for wired will make a big difference. You could put your phone on airplane mode. So we're sitting here doing a podcast. We don't need to have our phones on. So we can put our phones on airplane mode so that they're not transmitting. Um, in the office area, if you're spending a lot of time working from home, make sure you hardwire your device. <clears throat> so just take a cable and run it over to your Wi-Fi router. And then you can put your laptop or your iPad on airplane mode. And then you don't need to have that exposure right there in your face. You could turn your Wi-Fi router off at night when you're sleeping. It's a time when you're not using the technology. So no reason to really have it radiating you. Um, You can put it on a timer, like a little Christmas light timer. um, So that it goes off at a specific time and then turns back on at a specific time in the morning. So at least that eight hours a day that you're sleeping, you can be sleeping EMF free. So those are a couple easy, quick tips you could do right away. Yeah, no, that's great. I love that. Um, Let's. Let's dive into mold. I know it's like, I say it's like, it's like the moldy beast because it really is a beast. Obviously a whole host of signs and symptoms that people can experience, but what do you see the most, Ryan, in terms of when people are exposed to mold, whether acutely or chronically, like they have for most of their life? Yeah. You know, we see a lot of the fatigue, just the the people are worn down. They're not feeling well. They can get headaches. uh, They can have skin issues. They can have more of allergic type response where they're getting a stuffy nose or they're waking up with the mm-hmm. water guys. Uh, just generally don't feel well in their home. And then they leave and they go out somewhere else and they start to feel a little bit better. Uh, this, these are situations where we want to look into the home and, and see what kind of mold exposure we have. But see people that have had leaks or flooding in their home and haven't taken care of them properly have a high chance of that producing mold in their house. And is there obviously besides maybe you know, obviously seeing it or maybe smelling it a bit. Is there, you know, are there other good ways that we could just try to like do a self-assessment of our home if there's mold exposure? If you've lived in your home for a long time, really the biggest thing is, has your home got wet? Do you have a a Mm four-year-old boy that plays in the bathtub and splashes water everywhere every night? You know, Uh, do you have a bunch of teenage kids that take long, hot showers and it's always steamy and musty in the bathroom? Do we have roof leaks? Did did a toilet overflow at one point and we didn't clean it up in time. These are, we're looking for the sources of water because mold needs water to grow. It needs a food source and needs water. So if we can keep the home dry, we have a good chance of, of the mold not growing in the house. But if we've had these flooding events, the majority of the time when I go into a home and we find mold and the person is sick, it's because they had a water event. Oh yeah, last last year the water heater flooded our basement and we just put some fans down there and dried it out. No, we didn't cut the walls out. We didn't pull the carpet out. We just let it dry out. Well, yeah. now we go back and test and there's a ton of black mold that's been growing back behind the walls because it got soaking wet. 
all it takes is about 48 hours for mold to grow. So really knowing the history of the home is a big one. Now, if you want to know for sure, there's some scientific tests we can do. We like to be science-driven and science-based. We don't want to guess on a lot of this stuff. So there's a test called an ERMI, which you can sample dust throughout your house. You can send that to the laboratory. They test for 36 different types of molds, and they can tell you if you have elevated or abnormally high mold in your house. Now, one thing to remember is that all homes have mold in it. Mold is a part of our environment. It's when the mold starts growing and starts reproducing at a much higher rate than it normally would based off of a leak or a flood. And so when it does that, it, it produces mycotoxins. That mycotoxin is the poison that the mold uses to defend its territory. Now we can breathe that in and it's a, it's a literal neurotoxin. In fact, some of the weapons of mass destruction, the bioweaponry they've used, they've taken the compound from black mold and created some of these weapons. So it's very, very dangerous. Some people can even die, or small pets and animals can die from black mold exposure. Oh, that's really interesting. I didn't know that we just normally have mold and that's okay. It's just when it's growing and multiplying. That's really interesting. Yeah, because I'm even thinking about, so we we actually built our house two years ago and that was one thing I really did like, that it was going to be a new home. We weren't moving into an old home that could you know, already have mold in it. But then when I'm sitting here, you know, I have a one and a half year old who will see how many splashes every night in his tub. There's water all over the walls. And I have a husband who loves a steamy shower. He pretty much uses it like a steam room. So when would you say, Ryan, if our house was, you know, it'll be two years old. It's two years old now. How often should you check or test your home for mold in situations like that? You know, I would be checking yearly, doing yearly, a yeah. yearly scan of the house and just making sure, you know, in situations like yours, making sure that we're cleaning up the water really good, making sure that the the caulking around the bathtub is is intact so we don't have cracks that can go, the water can go into the wall cavity and, and feed mold with your husband, making sure that you're using the ventilation fan in your bathroom every yeah. time, maybe even cracking the door or window to get some more mm -hmm. airflow. If he's done showering and we see condensation on the walls and the windows, there's a good chance we're feeding uh, my, some microbiome there in the walls and on the surfaces. And sometimes we can't see it until it's, it's once we can see mold, there's over a million different mic, mic, microbes growing there. It's very, very mm -hmm. microscopic. So uh, we just want to keep an eye on it and kind of monitor these things. Also, use your nose. If it starts to smell musty, starts to smell a little funny, we got something going on. Okay, so my husband will be listening to this episode. Um, I also, Ryan, I know this is like a little bit <clears throat> off. It's still on mold, but I am curious. You know, a lot of us, especially in the wintertime, and I don't know if you did with your kids, but use a humidifier. I, You know, I've used ones that are, you know, anti-mold or they have every system, but still somehow the filters, however much I change them, still get some mold on them. What's your recommendation if you want to use a humidifier with kids? So use there's different kinds. And maybe the kind you're using, the filter gets wet and it blows air through it and it blows up into the mm -hmm. room. Those are really prone for mold. It's really hard yeah. to keep mold off of those just because they're always wet. It's That's a perfect environment for mold. It's in a little dark area. Uh, there's different humidifiers that use steam um, that don't have the filter type system in them. Those work a little bit better. 
I do recommend trying to stay away from humidification if you can. Some of the worst mold situations I've seen are where people overuse the humidifier in the wintertime. And just think about a cold glass of water in the summertime. And when you take it out and you, you set it next to you and by the pool, and what happens is it condensates and it creates water around the glass. Well, the same thing happens in your house if you have a cold surface, the glass on the windows, and then we have a humidifier in the room, we're putting water into the room, it will condensate. It will condensate on the glass, it can condensate on the windows and on in the walls, and it's going to feed mold. And so we can have a pretty bad mold problem if the humidity gets out of hand. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I figured that's, it's such a fine line, right? Because when your kids are like sick as well, and it really helps, it's like, well, do I keep it on? Do I not? But um, no, just trying to use it sparingly is a good tip. And my other one would be, I come across, you know, myself, but also hearing from others too, our everyday water bottles that we use. Um, even if I feel like you're cleaning it most days, I find mold can get trapped in there so easily. Do you have any recommendations for, you know, because it's hard to say, oh, drink out of a glass, but then we're probably going to drink less because we bring our water bottles everywhere and we move with them and travel with them. Any recommendations there? Yes, definitely. Make sure that you're not putting them away wet, that you're not putting the lid on them and to store them. If you're done mm -hmm. drinking, open the lid, pour out the water, let it air out, even wipe it out if you can run it through the dishwasher on a hot cycle to help sterilize the inside of it. That's the main thing. I mean, at least with my family in yeah. our situation, when we get molds, when, when someone leaves it in the car for two weeks in the back of the seat, underneath the seat, and then you pull it out, of course, there's going to be mold in it, you know? So just making sure that we're keeping it clean and, and not letting it get wet. Yeah. Long and what, it, um, what about when we talk about, because the dishwasher actually just made me think of it. We talk about, chemical exposure and cleaning products how much is that affecting our health and obviously you know the health of our home and the environment we're in but how much should we really clean that stuff up a lot there's a company called ewg environmental working group that you can go online and you can um, there's an app for your phone you can scan the barcode of these products and you can see how toxic they are so we keep things really simple. We use vine distilled vinegar and distilled water with a little lemon essential oil. Uh, you can always use products like Branch Basic is really good. Um, Force of Nature, hypochlorous acid. And it's amazing how simple you can clean with just vinegar and water. You don't need a whole lot. You don't need these fancy chemicals with fragrances and all these things because you're just adding more of a toxic load into your house. Yeah, no, it's really funny. I did. Um, I went to culinary school in Italy for a bit. and. Anytime we had to clean, it was just vinegar with water in a bottle. And even though, right, like you can smell vinegar, which you actually kind of get used to it. Like I almost found like I liked it in the end, but that's all they used. And they're like, this is what everyone uses in Italy. We just use vinegar. And mm -hmm. he, I mean, here in the US, I feel like more and more people are starting to, but it's rare. Like, right, if you go out to a restaurant and they're bussing your table, it doesn't smell like vinegar after. Right. Um, but it's such an easy and cheap, right? Like it's a much cheaper than your cleaning products to actually use. Yeah, no, that's right. And that's a good point is a lot of people think it's expensive to be healthy. It's actually not. There's a lot of alternatives. And for a lot of people that are running, like I know we run our dishwasher every night. If you're not using um, 
like maybe at Branch Basics or a cleaner, how much chemical exposure are you getting there? Just from obviously, right, we're trying to clean our dishes, but what's actually happening? Well, we're building up residue on there. And then when we eat off of them or we breathe the chemicals in, it's it's being built up in the body. Yeah. Our bodies aren't used to this much extra chemical. I mean, we've evolved on this planet in a natural state. And this is the last hundred years we've introduced so many unnatural synthetic things. Our bodies can't keep up with that. It's a wonder why the the cancer rates and all these rates of all these diseases are just going through the roof. It's because we're not in a natural state anymore. We're in a synthetic world. Yeah. And I guess the good thing too, it's not, we're not telling people don't still use the convenience of using your dishwasher. It's just find a better product, which we're fortunate that people have created better products as well. Um, right. Thinking along those lines, Ryan, we didn't really talk about water quality. And obviously, depending on where you live, it's all different. I know um, I'm in North Carolina, down in Wilmington, and we have pretty hard water. I know they're trying to clean up our water quality a bit. But how can that affect our health? And do you guys test for water quality in people's homes? And what would you recommend people do? Yeah, water is a huge one. And I'm, I'm kind of a water snob or connoisseur, whatever you want to call it. People think I way overdo it. But our bodies are mostly water. We're made of water. Water is an essential element on the planet. It's also very contaminated these days. There's not very many, there's very much tap water that I would actually drink around the country. It's all pretty contaminated. So First stage, we want to run it through a water softener to soften the water, pull the hard minerals out. That's going to protect the pipes. It's going to use less soap. It's going to feel better in the body. Uh, But then after that, we want to run it through a whole home water filtration system that has some sort of carbon uh, media in it that's going to pull out the chemicals and pull out some of the harder contaminants. And then we want to run it through an RO system. So the RO system is going to get everything that the whole home system didn't get. The whole home system maybe get 95% of the stuff out. uh, And it's meant to go through the rest of your house. But then the RO is going to get 100% of the stuff out, at least 99.9% of the stuff. And that's going to be for cooking, for our ice maker, and for our drinking water. Now, after that, we've taken a, a couple steps further. We infuse hydrogen into it. So we drink hydrogen-infused water. There's a lot of studies showing how beneficial that can be for the body. And then we also structure the water as well. So run it through a structuring machine and spin the water. And then one, sometimes I don't know, it sounds like a lot of stuff, but I think it's super, super. So for me, like I have four basic pillars that I try to stick to. Clean water, clean air, clean food, and clean thoughts. To me, that's the foundation of my health. If, if I'm not doing those things, like that's, I will spend my time and my money and my effort mm-hmm. making sure that I am doing those four things as a minimum. And so, you know, my water filtration system maybe is a, is a $10,000 setup, but I know that I'm drinking and bathing and showering in pure, clean water, and it makes a big difference. Yeah, and it's something we we use every day. Like, how much do we spend our money on things that we maybe use sometimes once a year or a few times a year, whereas water, we're drinking it, we're showering in it. I, that's actually, it's the next step I really want to do with our home. Um, probably first start off with a water softener. And because like you said, it, it is an investment um, and, you know, slowly get there. But I'm curious, Ryan, I haven't heard of the hydrogen, like adding hydrogen to water. What are the benefits there? So 
hydrogen infused water, when it goes into the stomach and into our microbiome, it helps the bacteria in there. It helps the cell walls. It, it helps the water get absorbed into our body much faster. And it's funny, I'm doing a podcast as well. And I just interviewed the guy that invented the hydrogen machine water. And he he was able to explain it much better than I am. But there, you can YouTube it. You can Google it. Yeah. There's a ton of great information about hydrogen infused water and what it does for you. But there's some pretty great, you know, when I first got uh, introduced to it, I was at a convention and they had a booth set up there and they were, it was free hydrogen water. So I was feeling my, and I was drinking the hydrogen water all day long. And for the first time in years, I was, when I went, <laughs> I was regular, a nice regular yeah. poop. You know, uh-huh. oh, that's, we yeah, talk sure. about that all the time on this show. And I thought, well, I'm like, it couldn't be the water. I wonder if it's something I ate different, but I wasn't eating anything different. And then, so the next day at the conference, I'm like, I'm going to drink all hydrogen water all day. And again, it was. And then I went home and it went back to normal. I'm like, okay, it's got to be uh-huh. hydrogen. So I ordered the machine and, and we use it ever since. And it, um, it's great. It helps a lot with my intestinal digestive yeah. tract. Yeah. Well, I mean, just even water absorption, that's actually what I I find a a lot with clients and people in general. We're just not absorbing water the way we used to. And whether that's like adding some salt into your water to help with absorption, but hydrogen, that is very Mm -hmm. interesting. And I love that that's part of that's part of your process, too, when people are coming to you to test their water water quality to add that in. Um, We also add minerals in, too, as well, because... Once it comes out of our system like that, it's as pure as can be. There is nothing in it. Yeah. And it can leaching on the body. So we do want to add some minerals. And so we have, we rotate through a couple different things, the quinton minerals and the trace minerals, the real salt minerals. Uh, my wife has a whole bunch of cool stuff that she puts in the water for us after. So we do put a lot of attention to the water. I mean, water, air, food, those are vital elements that you need for life. So we put a lot of attention into those. Yeah. And that's, I guess that's the last one we haven't covered was air. Things you can do at home, obviously, right? Like you could get, um, an, you know, an air filter, but just opening our windows, is that enough? Or I guess, does it depend then too on the air quality outside of your house? Yeah. And that's a big topic right now. Like the Eastern part of the United States is a horrible air quality because of all the smoke yeah. coming from Canada. Uh-huh. Is it coming down to where you guys are? Is it down so that far yet? Or? We had a few slightly hazy days, um, but nowhere near. I think we compare it to my husband. I used to live in California when the fires were really close to us there. So yeah. it wasn't too bad, but it did, it did get down. I mean, I think it went all the way down to Florida. So yeah, so you want to check your air quality outside. And you know, if you live in a major city like LA or something in New York where we're going to have pollution anyways, mm-hmm. uh, we want to filter the air coming in. But see, this is the kind of the, the catch-22 about this. Is we don't want to lock up our home super airtight because then we're breathing out CO2. Off-gassing is, is accumulated in the home. If we do have a little bit of mold and, and mycotoxin, it's all building up in, the, in this environment and we're just breathing that in. So we want to open up the windows to get fresh air in and cycle some of that stuff out. But now if we have wildfires or we have pollution outside, we want to be mindful of that. So the way we've done it with our house, and again, yeah. we might be a little much, but I mean, I do this for a living and I'm real passionate about it. We we have an, a, an HRV system that brings fresh air in, it filters it, and then it runs it into our um, HVAC ducting system before our filters. And then I have an electrostatic filter that pulls out the fine particles and I have a MERV 15 filtration system before it even gets into the breathing air. So it's already gone through three different filtration systems before it gets into our home. Once it's inside of our home, 
I have standalone units, they're Jasper air right. filters or commercial grade mm-hmm. units that I have in every single room that's filtering the air inside of our house as well. So we have fresh filtered air coming in constantly. And this system is running 24-7 in the background. It's not just when the, the heater or the air conditioning is on, it's running all the time. So we're constantly piping fresh air. And you want about 30 CFM per person per hour of air exchange of fresh air coming to the homes. I can tell you about 80 to 90% of the homes in America right now do not have that standard. Now, commercial buildings do, schools, businesses, offices, public buildings are required by code to have that air exchange, but residential buildings are not. And so because of that, a lot of builders to save costs, they don't install these fresh air ventilation systems, which is kind of unfortunate because it provides really poor air quality for the majority of Americans. So what can you do right away? Well, if if you look outside and you can see blue sky and it's nice weather and and nice air quality, you can just open your doors and windows and get fresh air. Even if it's a little colder, a little hot, at least do that 15 minutes a day, even twice a day. Uh, Get that fresh air and flush out your home and provide fresh air. Uh, You know, if you can't afford or don't have the time to put in a system long term. But ultimately, if you can put in a fresh air ventilation system with filtration and in standalone units, that's optimally what you want to shoot for. And if you were to just use the standalone units, do you think they help enough or you really want to also have the air filtration system? Well, it's the two parts. It's getting the fresh air in and replacing Mm -hmm. the carbon dioxide, but it's also filtering the air. So the standalone units are filtering the air and they're cleaning the air, but they're not providing the fresh air. So that's where the two sides. Yeah. And how much, I just, I'm curious too, how much it would an investment be to get the air filtration system like within your unit for your home? Uh, so let's just say like a 2,500 square foot home mm-hmm. with one HVAC system for the fresh air ventilation system to bring it in and filter it. You're looking at three to $5,000 okay. and then to outfit your home with uh, a couple of the Jaspers. They're, we have a discount code for them. They're, they're with the code. They're about twelve hundred dollars, but they're commercial grade. They're lifetime warranty, so it's an investment. Yeah. But you're, it's an investment you're getting for the rest of your life. Kind of like the water filter. You know, you're we're breathing. Yeah, that's great. It's a, yeah, it's day. an investment, but it's something. Yeah. I mean, we we are breathing constantly. Yeah, and also, you know, I'd love Ryan if you could share. Obviously, this is anecdotal. Everyone like it. Everyone is affected or see signs and symptoms differently. But can you talk a little bit more about what you were experiencing before you went down this road? Like when you said you were feeling sick, like some of your signs and symptoms compared to how you feel now, changing your air quality, um, the water in your home, reducing your mold exposure um, and your EMF exposure. (laughs) Sure. Yeah. So uh, brain fog, big time. And this was coming from a lot of the electronic exposure. And so what I did is I turn to Adderall, turn to drugs. Of course, go to the doctor. I got ADD. I can't think very well. I can't remember stuff. Okay, well, here, take Adderall, take this pill, take this stimulant. So I was I was doing that. I was gaining a lot of weight because my body was getting toxins in the body. And what the body does with the toxins, it tries to store them in your fat to protect you from that. And so I was up to like 360 pounds. I was extremely overweight. My gastrointestinal issues weren't weren't working very well. I was taking heartburn medicine for heartburn because my food tolerance was was way off. And then I was taking anxiety. I was taking Effexor for anxiety just because I had anxiety. I wasn't feeling well. Uh, Those were all of the main symptoms that I had. You can imagine my life was kind of a wreck at that point. And I couldn't keep food down uh, because of the mold. 
I was super, super sick. So I was just a wreck. It was pretty bad. I mean, now, uh, no medication. I'm not on any of the medications. It's all gone. It's all natural now because I've, I'm in an EMF-free home, a mold-free home. I'm eating a lot more of a healthier diet, fresh air, clean water. You know, these things make such a big difference. I would, I'm a different person now than I was back then. Uh, all because of these changes of what I was putting into my body, breathing, putting onto my body, the environment around me, the food, such a big impact. No, I mean, and that's amazing. I always just find people connect so much more when they can really hear a story or thinking too, like, yeah, you know, I've been having brain fog for a while and I don't even know if people think to even consider mold exposure, right? Or EMF exposure. And I mean, most of us, right? And a lot of us are working from home. We're using mm-hmm. technology all day long. I mean, even when you were talking about the earbuds, I'm like, oh, I need to change that up. Or because we do, we, you know, we record a lot of podcasts or I'm on Zoom meetings and it it's definitely something you want to consider. But this was so helpful, Ryan. Um, we love to end every episode with a little rapid fire Q&A so our listeners can get to know you better. So first mm-hmm. thing that comes to mind, what is your favorite de-stressing practice or support tool? Um, I have a couple. I'd say my biggest impact, I have this song that I play. It's Mount Wolf, Mr. Berg's. And it's just such a great song. And every, no matter how I'm feeling, stressed, mad, whatever, if I play this song, it always sets my mind right every time. Oh, that, I love of course, that. You know, exercise, getting outside, just going for a walk. We live close by a park. So just jumping on my bike and going for a run around the park, that helps. Uh, if I'm really, really stressed or anxiety, my breathing exercises, that really helps too. The holotropic breathing, uh, that seemed like if I got to do a speaking event, I'm super nervous. I'll do some breathing. Uh, exercises, stuff like that. So those are the things I do. No, that's great. And I love the song. I love the song tip. Um, coffee or tea? Uh, more tea. I'm not a big coffee. I like the the matcha tea, and I like the mm-hmm. herba mate. I was gonna say, and our our coffee pots can have a lot of mold too, as well, right? Yeah, use a French press so that you can have a visual on what's going on. Um, your favorite home cooked meal. Ooh, you know, I just like a good steak with some veggies and a little fruit. That's mm, really that my favorite. Yeah. Good. Um, well, Ryan, this has been so great. Where can people, you know, learn more, maybe connect with Test My Home and work with you guys? Our Instagram is really good. We put a lot of attention to that. It's free education. We're always putting tips out on a daily basis. Follow our Instagram at Test My Home. And then our website, testmyhome.com. Uh, we have a range of different options all the way from just zoom consulting, uh, to full on, we go to your home, white glove service, do everything for you, full analyzation, walk you through everything to help you create like the ultimate healthy environment. We, that's my favorite thing to do is turn people's lives around, transform their health by the environment, using the environment. Yeah, no, I love it. It's, you know, it's really making me consider. I feel like I'm like, okay, we're at that two year mark. And some of the things you said today, I'm like, I think we need to test. <laughs> um, but thank you so much, Brian. And hopefully we can connect again soon. Yeah, you bet. Thanks for having me again. I appreciate it. 
This week's actionable step is to pick one area we discussed, whether it's EMFs, your water quality, cleaning products, or any potential mold issues, and utilize Ryan's tips to reduce and or improve those unseen threats to your health. Thank you for listening to Naturally Well by Nordic Naturals. And remember, you can catch some of our episodes of the podcast on our Nordic Naturals YouTube channel. For something to do in between episodes, follow me on Instagram at livewellwithkate, where I typically live on my stories providing a variety of daily health and wellness tips. Naturally Well is hosted by myself, Kate Turner, and produced by Andrew Steven. If you like this show, please tell a friend, share an episode, and leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you next time.